Hello there, we are your hosts Vivek and Pavitra from the Agile Coach Podcast. In this podcast, we bring fresh perspective to you through our interviews with thought leaders in Agile Coaching, Facilitation, Business Analysis, and Product Management roles. Enjoy! Hello everybody, we are back again with Lene Bramba, PhD. Uh, she's the founder of Quantum Empowerment Academy, uh, and she's been a professor for 25 years at a very prestigious university in St. Louis, Washington University in St. Uh, Louis. Uh, really amazing to have you back, Lene. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, there is a previous episode where we went deep dive around what is conscious leadership, self-awareness, uh, understanding self-deception, understanding emotional intelligence, and had a phenomenal conversation. And we are back and we want to talk about radical self-awareness. So welcome back, Lene. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So Lene, the first um, topic that we want to explore in this episode is uh, the trauma triangle. I know you teased this part of your uh, your master class, and I was fascinated with the concept when I learned about the drama triangle. So, give give the audience like an overview of what uh, drama triangle is, and how can this help us gain radical self awareness? Thank you. One of my absolute favorite topics. First of all, I want to to just acknowledge that the idea of the drama triangle and the terms that I'm going to use come from the Hendrix Institute. And I have I have trained part of my training is in that lineage. So I just want to shout out to uh, to Kathleen and Gay Hendricks. Um, so the drama triangle is when we um, actually, I'm going to start with presence and then I'll, I'll yes. sit, I'll, then I'll talk about how we dip down into a drama. So in presence, when we are living our lives in here and now present moment, um, it feels good. It feels expanded. We're responsive. We're curious. Life is good. And yeah. uh, we dip out of it like we can shift down and it feels a little heavier and weird and uh, imbalanced. And yeah. then we might breathe, go for a nice walk, take a vacation you know, hug our kid, hug our dog, <laughs> do yeah. something. And it shifts us back into a greater state of presence. So, so mm. that's happening all the time because we're alive. hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. Yes. And then what happens sometimes is that we dip further out of presence and it's mm. harder to shift back. Right. So, so then if we, if we dip far enough, so that we really don't have access to our aliveness and the feelings of joy and expansion that are in our here and now, when we don't have access to that, when life feels constricted, we start playing roles. We start putting on our masks mm. and we show up not as our sort of glorious, amazing people that we actually truly are, but we yes. show up as a role that we play. Yeah. Um, and in the Hendrix Institute, and, and this is like, people will talk about this truth um, in many different traditions and our consciousness traditions talks about this. So, so mm -hmm. how it looks is, mm. so here I am and I'm wearing my mask 
and it's mm. who I'm pretending to be. And here mm. you are and you're wearing your mask and it's who mm. you're pretending to be. So yes. these two masks are playing out a drama with each other and who I really am and who you really are on the other side of those masks. We have no access to two actual authentic relationships and communication and those masks. And you can just, again, think of it as being in a play. Um, Mm. If if there's a melodrama on stage, you've got a a hero, you got a victim and you got a villain. (laughs) And those are the three main drama roles that the drama triangle plays. So when I show up not in presence and I'm showing up as a version of myself, I see you, if I'm playing mm-hmm. a hero, I'm going to see you as a victim or a villain. Like yes. You're, right? Right? Yes. And I, I have a very strong persona. I have a very strong hero persona myself. I, I, yeah. I like, it's really easy for me uh, to slip into that role and think, oh, I need to rescue you, poor victim, or yes. I need to, I need to rescue somebody from you, you evil villain. Yes. Right. Or, and so, then, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, that's that's beautiful. So you, you're saying this is uh, this this just created an aha for me. So I was wondering why it's called a drama. So I, I can clearly see now because we're choosing a role and in any drama or any movie. If there's no villain, there's no movie. If there's no hero, there's no movie. And there's somebody that needs to be saved. Like there should be something. Right. So that created a, a big aha. For me and also um i really resonated with 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 the mask like the identity that we kind of play mm-hmm. um and so these three bases hero villain and a victim so these are you're saying that these are state these are bases um as dr carpen says these are bases these are all state of victimhood right so we're this is victimhood and so we play these states um and uh yeah so how how do we go about like is it pretty obvious like when somebody is playing one role is it pretty dynamic people kind of go around like what what's your experience been in in kind of studying this um so could you could you could could could, could, i'd love to hear more information about the question i don't feel like i have a clear grasp as to what i need to know to be able to answer your question well yeah, yeah, no, I wanted to continue the conversation. You're 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 explaining beautifully about about, about the dynamics and giving me context of this work. So I, I wanted to um so how should um how should I or somebody listening, how should they look at the model? Um, oh and work yeah. with it and work with it yeah. consciously. Okay. So yeah. so once we so uh, again, if we if we had a process, it might be step one, step two, step three. Step one would be mm. we notice it in other people. Step yeah. two, we notice it in ourselves. And mm. step three is stepping back and becoming curious, becoming the observer of the drama. So it's always easier to detect um, ego behavior, like drama mask behavior in other people. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How dare they? And, uh, and so we can start to cultivate curiosity and compassion about other people. And it's easier usually to do it either with somebody who like somebody that we love, like a child, or maybe with a complete stranger, like the Mm -hmm. most difficult relationships, um, which are often partner relationships are not the places to start. 
Mm. <laughs> get the low hanging fruit. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so we start by developing a sense of, oh yeah, that's that's not who they are. They're they're playing out a role. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And then we get to say, wait, am I being drawn into this drama? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, am I creating this drama? And then we can start to see. Um, and and then. Uh, we get to, again, become curious and present, always coming back to the breath and the body it allows mm. us to go, oh, okay, so if I'm, I'm, I'm playing this role right now, it's pissing me off, or I'm, I'm having an emotional reaction, like, like having that awareness around our emotional intelligence, which is what we talked about in the last um, episode, um, yeah. is very useful. Yeah. So then one, one question that I have is, let's say if you're introducing this uh, to a group of leaders or even introducing to someone, I'm curious. Um, so because these words like drama, villain, victim, especially these three words, people don't want to identify with these. This is not a fun exercise. This is <laughs> or even like hero, like people. Yeah. So how 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 do you invite people? <laughs> to see this. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I, I invite people to play, like literally to become very playful um, yeah. and just to like, to acknowledge, like, like get in touch with your inner kid and really act it out. So one way that I, I, of course, I'm always asking people to move. So mm. I'll say, okay, now find your favorite hero position. <sighs> what does it feel like? Ooh, yeah. So, so feel how like, doesn't it feel good to be? And then like, so from here, if I'm walking yeah. around, like how am I seeing the rest of the world? And it just gets to be silly um, in yes. the same way. Uh, and then yes. also in a group, you know, I'll invite like, it, it's like, there are ways that you can do it in that evoke yeah. it's a fun and playfulness and um, not taking it quite so seriously because that opens the space for discovery. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. This was uh, this was the question that I was interested in uh, as a facilitator. So thank you so much for answering. But yeah, that makes sense. Whenever you tap into something more of a fun part, people are like, we're open. Yeah, you know, to I've brought me. costumes before. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so so these are these are the three states where these are not necessarily healthy states. We are in drama, right? So let's talk about how do we get out of the drama and yeah. what are so, the yeah. power states? By definition, they aren't healthy. Like by yeah. definition, um, they are uh, constrictions. So mm. a, a healthy expanded state of being means that our, our behaviors and our thoughts and our emotions are literally responding to whatever's happening in this moment. Mm. And when we are playing those roles, we've, uh, a friend of mine said, we've origamied ourselves <laughs> into yes. these patterns. And, yes. uh, and so then we play the role of whatever the origami shape is that we have with that we have, and, and we're, we're folded in and we mm. really don't have access to a, a freedom and a lightness and a transparency and a creativity and, and the deepest intelligences that we have. Wow. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's start here. So like you've, you've had a lot of radical self-awareness and, and you, you said you identify with, you know, when you're in drama, you're in the helper, the hero, right? So 
Oh, I can be the others too, though. But yes, uh, that's that's the one that comes most easily to me. Yeah, actually, same thing. You know, I I more uh, go towards the victim and the hero too. Uh, But I've I've actually noticed I can totally be a prosecutor or uh, the villain too. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty dynamic. So I I would love to hear some some personal ahas uh, or examples or how how you've shown up and just to kind of make it real. How this actually plays out. Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you about my hero persona yeah. discovery. I was yeah. you know, doing my training and, and we were doing these exercises. And um, one of the exercises had to do with uh, becoming aware that whatever your hero persona is, you ask yourself, what role am I requiring other people to play? Mm. Okay, so I I was aware that I had a certain hero persona. I named her Uber Mom because I like I need to mother the world. That's like right. That that is a strong persona in me. I adopted two children internationally, and like I I treated all of my students as like I I was I I just became like Uber Mom. That was the role that I played, right? And so I named her that, and we were like in a playful way. I was like, okay. Let's go there. And then that question was like unfolded so much discover me because I went, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. when we are playing a hero role that is called super competent, yeah, we're requiring is that other people show up in our lives as incompetent people. Wow. And I went, oh my gosh, I do that. And for me, the the nuance was since my super competent persona mm-hmm. is uber mom, I'm the yeah. super competent mom, I'm requiring that everybody show up in my life as incompetent children. Oh. Ouch. Right. Ouch. So not only my own kids, but I would I would sort of overdo for my poor students. Sorry about that. Oh. All past students that I've done that to, my apologies. Um I, I, I treated my former husband as if he were an incompetent child. Um, I treated, and, and if people were not willing to show up in my life as incompetent children, I didn't know what to do with them. I, I, like a wow. competent adult, I, why would I want you in my sphere? That's the role that I play. So wow. you can imagine how little support I had. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, that, that, that totally makes sense. You know, I, I mean, the profession that I chose was a career coach. So I could totally um, have some ahas around, around that stance. So how, how, how do you get out of that stance? How do you get the healthy flow? Um, yeah, well, um, see previous episode. <laughs> um, so um, that, I don't know, what's coming to word is spaciousness. So I had mm. created the space to have that awareness. I went to the training, I dedicated yeah. time, I dedicated my time and my money and like my life energy to having the experience where I had enough space around me to have that discovery. And then creating enough like space, breath, energy in my own body mm-hmm. so that... I can work with this with compassion. Yeah. So, so um, one often what happens when we see a persona and mm-hmm. we see the damage that we have caused ourselves and other people, real damage, mm-hmm. um, we want to constrict in shame. 
which mm. is not helpful, right? That's another persona, actually. It's a victim persona. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a villain. Like, I did this thing. Oh, how horrible I am, right? Yes. So yes. there comes the next story. And that is not to be dismissed. That is the next opportunity to go, okay, so here it is. Here is the next layer of unconscious mm. material for me to bring mm-hmm. with presence and compassion into conscious awareness, conscious compassion. And, and um, always, I think the forgotten piece for, for most of the discussions around this are, how do we help this to flow through the body? Because unless it exits the body, it's, it's still sort of running around and underground running the show. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, and I'm curious, somebody in, in the victim stance or victim base, how, how do they start to do the work and kind of get to the healthier side? Uh, of a survivor how would you uh, yeah that's a great question so um so for all of our role playing the shifts that we do have to do with you know mm-hmm. breath body awareness and um and compassion and for the victim persona specifically what we want to in what the victim persona has has um cut itself off from is Mm. authentic creative power yes yeah and so the the victim persona will melt away when Mm. our true selves claim our creative personal power Mm. i love that yeah so you're yeah so just understanding that, tapping into that power, becoming that's, a survivor. Like and- that's the, exactly. That's, that is, if we were going to say, here's like, here's the journey, here, here's your, your blueprint or your map or whatever, that would be the intentions. And then of course, yeah. it's matter of actually doing the work, feeling the feelings, mm-hmm. you know, working yeah. with, you know, if there's been a trigger stack. Yeah. And often there's trauma to release all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. What about for the villains, the persecutors? How? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so the, the shift for the villain persona. So what has happened for the villain is that I need to be right. That's basically like, and you need to be wrong. <laughs> that's that's the essence of the villain persona. Um, yeah. I am um, I am going to make you wrong. And so the shift for the villain is away from making you wrong mm-hmm. and into simply being able to challenge with presence. Yeah. I don't have to give in to something yeah. or wrong in mm-hmm. order to challenge you intelligently. Yeah. And if and so what happens is if I'm not used to if I'm not used to stepping into that challenging role and other people go into victim mode when I challenge, I may sort of collapse and the thing mm. doesn't like like the boundaries don't get held. So yeah. If I am starting to experiment, like if, let's let's say I'm a person who doesn't hold boundaries very well, which which many people don't, um, and I step into a challenging position where I'm going to hold the boundary, and 
I have, you know, whatever, some ego structure underneath that's like collapsing, like, I just want to be nice. And then the other person, like there's either going to be an overreach where I'm going to really become villain because I'm desperate to hold that boundary Um, Mm. or, or that other person's like the other person may go into victim or hero or something. And then again, we're not being real with each other. We're just, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I felt like it was kind of wandering, but I hope it. No, it, no, no. That, that makes, makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. No, thank you so much for articulating that. Um, last question that I want to talk about this is anything that, uh, that we miss when we are looking at the model, like as, as somebody who's looking at the first time, anything that you kind of miss in the beginning, but then you are like, Oh, wow. I see. I'll see how it works. So any things like that, that you um, have to share or any insights? Yeah. Um, two, two things come to mind. One is pay attention to the, 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 the little message. Like, like if you keep saying something to yourself, like I can do anything <laughs> or um, yeah. How come I'm the only one who's doing this? Like whatever those persistent thoughts are, Mm. those are messages from your drama position most of the time. Yes. Um, And so repetitive thoughts are, can be a a path towards radical self-awareness because when you can observe them, we no longer feel like they, like we are our thoughts (laughs) And, and then we can become curious and go, wait, is there a persona that's happened? Like, is this real? Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is if I am playing the role of whatever my, yeah. is me, I can do anything. Um, what am I requiring everybody else in my life to show up as? How am I creating the cast of characters around me? Yes. And so that, as you, as that, that was my huge aha. And that is the aha that when I'm leading people through these exercises, there's always a lot of ahaing around, oh, this Mm. is how I'm, I'm requiring other people to show up as X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. That's yeah. No, I can totally see that uh, me falling into that stance too. So thank you so much for sharing that. Lene, this was, this was amazing. Um, any, any last things that you want to share about radical awareness, like closing parting thoughts? Let's see. Um, yeah, I'll actually, I'll, I'll quote my, my teacher, Russ Hudson, who often quotes his teacher as having shared this. Um, mm. Because what we're talking about is the the work of transforming human consciousness, right? Um, And having it show up. And I will just say that we're also doing it not like by retreating from the world and doing it in Mm. monasteries, whatever, like all those places that people will do this work. We're, We're being required and we're asking ourselves to do it while we're also showing up and doing work and like doing the dish, like, like doing our house, like doing our regular lives. So, um, so, um, as we approach transformational work, here's the quotation. It is not difficult to do this work alone. It Mm. is impossible. Really? Oh, wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's beautiful. We need each other. We need each other to hold the space because, it's impossible yes. otherwise. <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. Vinay, thank you so much. This was a, a really meaningful conversation. I actually learned a lot, had a few ahas, and was able to go deeper into this model. And I will definitely be thinking about radical self-awareness. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate being here. All right. That's a wrap with this episode. Thank you for listening till the end. We hope these podcasts are providing value on your Agile journey. If you haven't visited our website, theagilecoach.com, we highly suggest you for other courses and supporting material on your journey. You can also get access to our self-paced courses or learn more about the live training that we provide to become a Scrum Master, Product Owner, Product Manager. With that, we will see you on the next episode. Love and best wishes from the Agile Coach.